Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go. It is a Wednesday. We are live in Los Angeles. It's The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. We're on iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. Jason McIntyre is joining me today. Um, There has been some more positive news on the young man uh, that needed CPR, Mr. Hamlin, on Monday night. Um, very positive vibes this morning. Not going to tweet it. Not going to discuss at length. But we will if we get any positive news. Update you. Any changes. Try to get back to a little more sports vibey today. Yeah, yeah. And so, but we feel pretty much more positive yes. today. The medical professionals. Um, you know, I want to start with this. I don't know why this is. I've never really been a um, a conspiracy theorist. I don't, I'm not lonely. I'm not bored. Uh, I think that's part of it. People just sit home. They, they get a conspiracy theory. They go on YouTube or to a Reddit board or a message board. And it kind of, you know, social media provides the inertia, the momentum that, um, you know, a conspiracy theorist wants, needs, seeks, whatever. Um, it used to be that if you were a conspiracy theory, you were just kind of the crazy uncle that showed up for the holidays, tried to talk everybody into man did not land on the moon. And then you went about your merry way back to your small town and annoyed your friends there. But now it becomes a thing. Joe Rogan's got a wildly popular podcast. I've listened to it a couple of times and it's mostly conspiracies, <laughs> at least the times I've checked in. It's his right. It's very popular. But um, I saw this story and this is this is a great example. I get it's remarkable how often 
I get on social media, I don't read all of them, I don't read most of them, but occasionally you'll get the responses, the NFL is rigged, that game, the umps on the take, uh, the officials on the take, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's numbing to me. Like a, lot, a lot of people think that, or maybe just a lot of people on my feed. But this is interesting. So the NFL had a choice, and they put the Packers hosting the Lions on Sunday night. Now, Seattle and the Rams play earlier in the day. If um, Seattle beats the Rams, the Lions are out. It disincentivizes, arguably, the Lions against the Packers. So Green Bay then faces a team that season is over and the game is less relevant. Now, Detroit fans wanted the games to be played simultaneously in the 1 o'clock window, right? So, like, you don't know. And, and they wanted their Lions team believing to the last whistle they had a chance to get into the playoffs. But again, if Seattle beats the Rams, Lions are out, right? And this cracks me up because this is your classic. This thing has um, conspiracy th- theory written all over it. That the NFL, Fox, the NFL... They want Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Well, first of all, we do. Yeah, I mean, we do. We also want the Yankees in the World Series, and they didn't end up there. I guarantee you the network that has the national championship would prefer having, like, Michigan, Georgia, or Ohio State, Michigan over TCU. It's a smaller brand. That doesn't mean it happens. We're going to get Georgia TCU, and it's not going to get a good rating. So... Bored people, let me try to explain why the NFL did this. I think most of you get it, and maybe I shouldn't lead a show with something that only 15 to 25% of the people think, but Green Bay is a massive brand, so they love putting him on Sunday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers is a superstar. They like putting him on Sunday Night Football. There's a, a huge audience on Sunday Night Football, and the Green Bay story now fighting to get in is actually captivating. They usually walk away with this division for years, but they started out, they were bad, stumbled. Now they've caught fire, and it's actually a fascinating story. I said the last couple of weeks, Green Bay games are really, really interesting. Also, so yes, everybody wants Green Bay in over Detroit if you had an opportunity. Networks would, it's more fun. But um, remember this, if you put, let's say you put Green Bay Detroit early, And if Green Bay wins, then on Sunday night football, you'd have the Seattle Rams game, and that's a total dud. (laughs) So, And the other option would be, oh, let's put Jacksonville and the Titans on. That's got playoff implications. Jacksonville has no national brand. Jacksonville's very borderline popular in Jacksonville. They're not even popular there. For a long time, they tarped off the upper deck at their stadium, and the Titans are injury-ravaged. They've been a mess all year. They're not dynamic offensively. They're a tough watch. So I know probably people in Michigan thinking the Lions are getting screwed here. And, uh, you know, my takeaway would be just because networks do want Green Bay in the playoffs, it is fun. Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, Packers brand's great. This is the right call. If you ran a network, you would put Green Bay on Sunday night with Aaron Rodgers, not the Titans, Jags, and you wouldn't put him at 1 o'clock. So... This is the world we live in now where it used to be crazy uncle had a theory. It was zany and he would just go home after Thanksgiving dinner. Now, Reddit boards, YouTube, conspiracy theory, lives, breathes, explodes, and just get used to that. 
if Green Bay gets in. You'll hear about that. And I do think they'll win. So the second story today is Jim Harbaugh. So I'm always kind of suspicious when stuff leaks. In my business, it's not just about the story, but why the story is out. Who's leaking the story? The Lakers can't keep anything private. Anything that happens in a meeting is out 15 minutes later because everybody's protecting their butt. That's why it's not a well-run franchise. When stuff leaks, it's usually for a reason. So Harbaugh, the story is now, Carolina talked to him. Why did it leak? Last year, Minnesota did. Why did it leak? The Broncos are. Why did it leak? Sean Payton's getting talked to. None of it's leaking. Because <laughs> Sean Payton has a job. Sean Payton has a TV job, and he doesn't need it as leverage. He's great. He's got a Super Bowl, and they're offering him a lot of money. So the question becomes, is Harbaugh trying to drive up his Michigan salary or his NFL salary? And my guess is he's driving up his NFL salary. He's going to the NFL. I wouldn't. I would stay. I don't think Carolina's got a quarterback. You can't win in this league without it. I think he's got a quarterback at Michigan. He gets the Buckeyes at Ann Arbor. I wouldn't take the job. I would let somebody else take Denver. $20 million. Harbaugh's net worth is over $75 million. He'll be miserable in six weeks with that situation. In cap hell, no draft picks, and Russell Wilson may be washed. But my guess here is, is that there's unfinished business. He was 44-19-1 in the NFL. And he did it mostly with Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick's career passer ratings in the 80s and his career completion percentage is under 60%. And Harbaugh went 44-19-1 with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. And the record would have been better and he would have had more success. He got to a Super Bowl, except for the best roster in the NFL during his time was in Seattle in the same division. And so three different times in his quest to win a Super Bowl, he lost to the team that won the Super Bowl. He lost to a Seahawks team in the playoffs, won the Super Bowl. He lost to a Giants team, went to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. He got to a Super Bowl, lost to the Ravens, who won the Super Bowl over that Niners team. So he could have been a lot better had he had an elite quarterback, had he not had the Seahawks in division. I've always thought we... We sort of say, yeah, Harbaugh was pretty successful in the NFL. He was wildly successful. Many great college coaches, Spurrier bombed, Saban bombed, Matt Rule bombed. Most college coaches do not work in professional football. Harbaugh works everywhere. But I also think this is something, is that Jim probably realized very early in his professional playing career, he wasn't Joe Montana. He's not delusional. I think Jim also realizes that it's very hard in northern college football powers powers to win national championships. There's one in 19 years, Ohio State. One. I think it was 2014. That's it, in 19 years. And so you think Harbaugh, it's getting the national championship. But Jim's smart. Jim recruits. He realizes the SEC, that footprint, there's more great high schoolers. Jim Harbaugh may be totally satisfied this morning that he has made Michigan the number one power once again in the Big Ten, that he has momentum over Ohio State, the game is back, the quarterback's back, and he can hand the program to somebody else that has J.J. McCarthy, gets the Buckeyes, has the power blueprint to win it. Not every coach thinks they can win a national championship. Brian Kelly, Notre Dame, came to a conclusion. I'm probably not going to win a national title here. I'm going to go to LSU. 
First year, 10 wins. NFL guys everywhere. So the guy who's coaching Tulsa or Oregon State probably doesn't see a national championship. He sees, hey, at Oregon State, can I beat the Ducks and can I win a Pac-12 championship once in six years? That's an amazing goal. You don't have a state that produces enough Division I high school football talent to beat an Alabama or an LSU or a Georgia, Oklahoma, Texas, whatever it is. So I do think part of it is we view it as unfinished business for Harbaugh. How do we know Jim, who loves Michigan, doesn't feel like mission accomplished? My number one goal was to make Michigan football better than Ohio State. He hates Ohio State, and he loves Michigan, and he has made then king of that, king of that conference. Brian Kelly realized, I'm not going to win a natty at Notre Dame. I don't have the recruiting power here, the recruiting leverage juice. I think Jim Harbaugh looks up and says, I see my classes. I'm losing a lot of guys to Georgia-Bama. I don't want to coach Georgia-Bama. Michigan's the only college I want to coach for the rest of my life. I got him back on top of the Big Ten. I'm going to go to the NFL, take the loot, and win a Super Bowl. So... I, I think I'd stay at Michigan for another year. I don't think unless the Chargers job came open, there's a great job out there. But when it leaks like it's leaking every time he interviews somewhere, he's either trying to gas up the Michigan money or the NFL money. And my guess today is since it hurts recruiting when this stuff gets out and we live in a world of transfer portal where everybody's recruiting today, it's year round. He's probably going to the NFL. Because these rumors are not good for recruiting. And recruiting is the lifeblood of college football. That's why Ohio State and Michigan dominate their conference. They dominate recruiting. It's why Georgia right now and Alabama and LSU are dominating their conference. They dominate recruiting. It's why Oklahoma for years has dominated the Big 12. They're great at recruiting. It's why USC got really good really fast. They got Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison recruiting. So if this stuff is constantly out there, it's not good for recruiting. It tells me he's trying to up the ante and he's going pro. I wouldn't. I'd stay at Michigan for another year or two. I think J.J. McCarthy, I think they'll get back to the playoff next year. I don't think they'll beat the best SEC team because I just don't think if you look at the Big Ten, you look at the footprint, one championship in whatever it is, 19 years. It's just we, we, we tend to think it's championship or bust for all these coaches. And in my life discussing this stuff with them. There are other goals. Someone will win the conference, the big rivalry, the SEC East. They know their li- Missouri's football coach knows there's limitations. He understands that he wants to win a bowl game. He wants to win eight games. He wants to get his assistants better jobs. Everybody's got different goals. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. 
Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Cowboys played the Commanders this week. Dallas can actually still improve their playoff position. There's a lot of things. Here we go in the last week, and there's a lot of positions you can change, seating and stuff. So Jerry says the Cowboys are not going to rest any players this week against the Commanders. I have the best advantage going into the playoff, which is the best uh, uh, scheduling. Uh, uh, I'd like to have in a home uh, game, and uh, the, the, we all know the, and uh, certainly would love to have a bye. Okay, so if you're one of those people, this would explain me, that doesn't think the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl. Remember, happiness is about expectations. Are you unrealistic in life? You're bound to be unhappy. Are you realistic in life? You're bound to be more grateful and happy. So my Super Bowl bubble, I do this about once a month, usually has about eight teams. This year, it's got five. I think the top's very strong. I think the Niners, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Philly are most likely to win. I feel strongly about that. I do think the Chargers, Packers, Momentum, and Dallas have absolute either momentum, personnel, or an identity that could be very dangerous. If you believe that to be true, that those teams are favored, and then the three on the periphery, I don't think Minnesota in big spots, they have no history they're going to win. Their defense is absolutely atrocious. Hard to win a Super Bowl with a terrible defense, and Minnesota's is terrible. Jacksonville doesn't have the big game experience. I think they could maybe get in win a playoff game. That's about it, especially when you've got Burrow and Allen and Mahomes and Herbert. So if you believe that is a reality, that's a one playoff win team in Dallas. You're going to go to Tampa and open and win. You'll be favored and you'll win over an anemic offense. But you're most likely in your second game to go to like a Philadelphia or San Francisco and lose. Now you can get a break. If Green Bay beat San Francisco, I think that's unlikely. 
<laughs> San Francisco's got far more offensive weapons and I think a better offensive coach. Um, now, if Green Bay beat San Francisco, though, then Dallas could play the winner of the Minnesota-New York Giants game. Then you're a two-win playoff team. You'd beat those teams, I think. They just don't, you know, Minnesota's defense is atrocious. Giants' offense is pretty weak. But it, w- with the Cowboys, everybody's going to want Mike McCarthy fired, right, if they don't win this level or that level. If you believe based on, if you go back to my Super Bowl bubble, those are mostly the best rosters in football. I mean, San Francisco and Buffalo's rosters, Philadelphia roster, stacked. Cincinnati offensively stacked with an underrated defense. And we got Reed and Mahomes. Those are the best rosters. The Chargers, defense, not great, not as great. Green Bay, weapons, not as great. And Dallas, let's be honest, Dak tends to be a complimentary player, not a driving force to wins. So if you think that's true, you're going to win one playoff game. That's it. And that's okay. And then you won't want the coach fired or Dak shipped off. Dak's there to stay. McCarthy's probably going to win one playoff game. You could get a huge break if Green Bay beat San Francisco. Certainly possible. It's a big stage for Brock Purdy. It could absolutely happen. Then after you beat Tampa, or if you do, you could play Minnesota and the Giants. I think those are great matchups for Dallas. But expectations create happiness. Uh, If you have crazy ones or delusional ones, then you'll want everybody fired. And I think Mike McCarthy is going to win a playoff game this year, one, which is one more than Matt LaFleur, who replaced him in Green Bay, won last year. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So right now, the Packers are a very good story, but I also think their reality is their run game's great, their time of possession is up, their defense is more rested, therefore their defense is playing very well. Green Bay's got a cool story going on, but I think their team and the data matches the story. San Francisco's interesting. I saw another, Brian Baldinger, very smart guy, does a great job on the internet breaking down plays, talks about how Brock Purdy is very special. And he is elevating this team and has some superior abilities to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think this is now becoming a, the story's becoming better than the reality. So let's go to Jimmy Garoppolo's last four games and Brock Purdy's first four games. Garoppolo's better. (laughs) Everything except winning. They're both 4-0. Garoppolo is significantly more accurate. Garoppolo had no turnovers and a slightly higher passer rating. Now, Debo Samuel is not available to Brock Purdy, although they're using Christian McCaffrey more now than earlier. So Debo, if you gave Brock Purdy Debo, his numbers probably tick up and the numbers are equal. So I think the only difference between the two is this is a cheaper version of Garoppolo with slightly more mobility. And I'm I'm in on Brock Purdy. I think he's done a terrific job. But this goes again to show that Jimmy Garoppolo is the most disrespected starting quarterback in this league in years. Brock Purdy, because he's the last guy taken in the draft, our expectations are low. Oh, he's unbelievable. His numbers aren't as good as Jimmy Garoppolo's. Garoppolo had no turnovers for a month. He didn't throw a single pick. Now, he had Debo. And so you, you were, if you bake in Debo to Brock Purdy, his numbers all tick up 5%, 10%, whatever it is, and their numbers are even. And he is a cheaper version of Garoppolo, and he's a slightly more mobile. Neither one of them's a playmaker. Both are accurate. Both are coachable. Both have physical limitations. Purdy's a little smaller than you'd want. Garoppolo can't throw the deep ball much. 
But it, it is interesting. The story now is surpassing the reality, which is pretty is just a cheaper version of Jimmy G. Not quite as accurate. Accurate, but not quite as accurate as Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. 
Very interesting discussion before we went on the air with Albert Breer, lead content guy for MMQB. Let's bring him on, covered the NFL for 17 years. Um, I want to start with uh, DeMar, yeah. Ham- DeMar Hamlin's situation. I've tried to follow medical people, um, and it, this morning the news felt a little more encouraging. That was my takeaway. What are you hearing on DeMar? Yeah, I, you know, I think there's cautious optimism right now. Now, you know, we're not talking about him as a football player. We're talking right. about him, you know, as a human being. And, um, you know, I think that there have been, you know, small but good signs. My wife's a cardiac nurse, so I've talked to her a little bit about this, too. And, um, you know, the fact that, you know, he's on 50% oxygen now versus 100% oxygen, the fact that they were willing to turn him over um, onto his back, like those are those are good signs for his survival. Now, you know, we don't know what his brain function is going to be. We don't know what he's going to be physically like when he comes out of this. And, you know, from everything I can gather, you're really not going to know that until he's conscious and breathing again. And God willing, he will be conscious and breathing again. Um, You know, but I I think there are are little subtle good signs here. And, you know, I think the information, um, you know, has been good thus far, but we'll probably don't have the best information until, you know, they, they, they get him conscious and breathing again. Again, God willing that he is conscious and breathing again. So I, I said this earlier, my gut feeling is the reason all those stories on Harbaugh, Carolina, Denver are leaking, mm-hmm. he's either driving up his Michigan price or his NFL price because Sean yeah. Payton's getting the same calls and that's not leaking. So my takeaway is Jim wouldn't leak this or his people wouldn't if he was staying at Michigan because these things always hurt recruiting and staff building is that if they're getting out, he's trying to drive up an NFL number. That's my Mm -hmm. takeaway. Am I wrong? You tell me. No, I don't think so. I mean, I I think we have to look at the history of this too, Colin. You know, I I think I came on your show five, six years ago and and said that there was temptation then. And I think there was, you know, and and this was at a time and, you know, 15 and 16 and 17 when, when Michigan was ascending, you know, and, and there were, there was NFL interest based on what he did in San Francisco, you know, and then shortly after that NFL interest sort of cooled, you know, and in 19 and 20, there weren't a lot of people calling him. And when, you know, Michigan was asking him to get the pay, take the pay cut, he really didn't have anywhere to go, you know, and even last year, like that interest was more outgoing than incoming, you know, like the, the Minnesota thing I think was more driven by him than it was by the Vikings. And so this is the first time in a few years where the interest is incoming and not get, not outgoing, you know. And we know he's had that you know level of unfinished business in the NFL, really going back to when he left the Niners. Like there was question of whether he wanted to go back to college at all back then. Um, and so you know I think that's all stuff to consider here. Um, and you know I think he's got an NFL ready staff. You look at the guys that are on his staff, guys like Weiss and. Um, you know, and then on the defensive side, Jesse Minter, who came, you know, came from the NFL, who came from the Ravens, um, you can see where it'd be easy to kind of transplant that. And I do think, you know, to some degree, you know, his name has been restored in NFL circles where, yeah. you know, it's just, you look at the success and he's 44, 19 and one as the coach of the Niners went to three NFC title games. Um, you know, I, 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 I think there's a reason why, you know, some teams, you know, like the Panthers, like the the Broncos who have taken swings recently on guys with less experience would look at it and say, well, wait a minute. Like, is he a little bit of a different guy? Yeah, but look at the track record. Right. So um, I think there, 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 there's going to be opportunity out there for Jim. You know, for the first time, there's going to be, I think, you know, competition for his services. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see whether or not this is when he wants to scratch that NFL itch, because I don't think that NFL itch 
is going away for for him based on, you know, really where he's been over the last seven years. I think that's always been something that he's wanted to do is is go finish the unfinished business he has in the league. Yeah, forty four wins, nineteen losses, and did this with Kaepernick and and Alex Smith. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he can get the right quarterback, I I um we were saying during the break, I said J Mac was arguing. I said if the if the Raiders could get like a second <laughs> or a third rounder yeah. for Derek Carr and J-Mac said why would the Jets do that and my takeaway is because they're desperate and Robert Sala <laughs> gets fired if he doesn't win next year they you know this organization runs coaches off mm-hmm. you and you said you, you said I think he may get cut I don't know you tell me what's the I thought the market for Derek Carr would be I would well, get him tomorrow for a third round pick well let me say this first of all right Never say never because the Colts were able to get something from Carson Wentz last year. And right. I thought that was going to be really difficult. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I, I, I wouldn't say that no one's going to be out there with a deal for a quarterback as accomplished as Derek Carr and with the track record that Derek Carr has, but he didn't have a great year this year. True, true. You know, and then you sort of like start to look at it. All right. Like, look at the logistics of it. The, the Raiders have to make a decision on this by February 15th. Okay. Um, they, they cannot have him on their roster without either a deal agreed to, okay. um, or, you know, an agreement to cut him, uh, bef- the, after fe- February 15th, cause that's when his guarantees vest. And so like to get a trade partner, you'd be asking for that team to move way ahead of the market and say, we're going to lock in with Derek Carr as our quarterback on Valentine's Day. All okay. Right. Like that's when you have to make the decision by. Hmm. And then you look at what else is going to be out there. Well, you know, for the Raiders um, or the Niners, it could be Tom Brady, right? Like, so, you know, like there's, there's one spot that's going to be taken off the market. Then you look at some of the other names out there, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. I'm not saying these guys are, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, but yeah. if you're weighing, do I spend a second or third round pick on Derek Carr or do I go get a Geno Smith or a Daniel Jones or a Baker Mayfield without having to give up any draft compensation? Hmm. And those guys are younger. Maybe I do go with the other, hmm. with the with, with, with the, the guy that, I don't have to give up a draft pick for. That, that's interesting. So I think this is difficult for the, for the Raiders. The other thing that complicates it too is the no trade clause. Like he doesn't have to go anywhere that right. he doesn't want to go. So I, I just think that there's a very real scenario where we get to – Super Bowl Sunday, and you know, with all of our reporting on the the, the 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 morning of that of that game, we're all talking about Derek Carr potentially getting cut within the next seventy two hours. That's Albert Breer making me think. Okay, let me ask you. Let me throw it, Jets guy, crazy Jets fan. If I could on the market, Garoppolo, Derek Carr. Oh, come on! I take Derek. Carr. What do you got, J Mac? Okay, so he take would Derek. take. Okay, so here, but here, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, J Mac. Garoppolo played for Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur right. in San point. Francisco. Yep. Good call. So he's got so you're not <laughs> guessing. You're not you're not guessing on how Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna fit also, with your coaches, you know. Also, Garoppolo's played in so many big games. He's always hurt though. Oh, every year well, he's got it's, injuries. It's a little overstated. He plays more than people think. There is you can see I th- I like Garoppolo. How many big games has he played in? Derek Carr's not played in. When's the last big game he played in? So there's a value. You go to New York City. We saw how it gobbled up Zach Wilson. (laughs) I mean, there's there's an argument. If you're this, uh, Albert Breer's got me thinking now. I don't know. This is the February 15th thing. We only have like uh, 30 seconds left here, but the February 15th thing is a really good point because the Super Bowl will have just ended. Well, and here's the other thing. If you're Derek Carr, like just this is the other layer of it. 
like you have a chance to hit the market a month before everybody else. So you're not subject to the same market conditions that everybody else is going to be subject to. Yeah. You could have teams bidding on you then, you know, yeah. and then you're going to be able to pick your home and maybe mm. you recover the money that you lost. Right. I just, yeah. I think that there's some benefit to Derek Carr sitting there and saying, I don't like, I'm not going to let you try. I'm not going to do right. you that favor. I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to sit here on my hands. Uh -huh. I'm going to exercise yeah. my no trade clause and I'm going to force my way to free agency on Valentine's Day. Okay, we got to go. Great stuff. Albert Breer got me thinking. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Decades ago, uh, I remember being told if you go on a date and she crosses her arms, that's bad body language. That's a rejection. Change the subject. She's not into you. So for, for you people out there, if somebody crosses their arms, that's rejection. They don't like what you're saying. It's a defensive pose. So body language, there are body language experts out there. Um, attorneys tell their clients, dress nicely, don't roll your eyes, don't shrug your shoulders for this or that. So body language matters. And I've been saying this for years on this show, and I'm always amazed at the pushback. Jay Cutler was somebody I used to bang on all the time for terrible body language. We later found out a lot of teammates didn't like him. It was a tell. In poker, they call it a tell. Uh, for years, uh, Aaron Rodgers, 10 years ago, I'm like, his body language is awful. And we found out Aaron's difficult and prickly and moody. Uh, Kyler Murray's body language stinks. We found out he alienates even Larry Fitzgerald. Body language is real. So Boomer Esiason on radio in New York, WFAN, said he just can't stand the Patriots' body language with Mac Jones. Here's the thing that I really dislike about Mac Jones, if you want to get to the root of it. His body language, his facial expressions, his gyrations on the field piss me off. Body language for a quarterback is so important. And I hate when quarterbacks sulk on the sideline. You know, they, can't, they have to be above all of that. They have to have the backbone. They have to have the leadership bone. They have to be able to look guys in the face, know what they're doing. You know, don't come off with your hands in the air. And now it's easy to say, and I have defended Mac Jones saying they're screwing with his career. I understand he's he's angry, but Trevor Lawrence was dealt a horrible hand with Urban Meyer first year in Jacksonville. His body language wasn't awful. Let's be honest about Tua. The first two years, I mean, his coach wanted him out of the building, didn't want him in the franchise. He was always great at the podium. He was always great with body language. That's never been an issue. So I, th I, I do think it's, it's gotten worse and worse. Sometimes Matt comes off as a spoiled brat. Uh, I do like, I, I have always defended quarterbacks on being um, uh, emotional. Like I, I like them. If they have to yell at a coach or yell at a teammate, I'm okay. Brady's done it. I'm okay with that. Uh, but the body language for Mac, it, it, there's a lot of finger pointing. I don't think it's great. He defended himself on Boston uh, Morning Radio. For me, it's just trying to channel my competitiveness in a, in a good way and just continue to be Mac. Obviously, want to have a respect for everybody that plays in this league and coaches in this league. So I'm definitely things I can get better at. And just like with execution of football plays, it's the same idea, just trying to grow and earn the respect of people. Um, obviously, most importantly, in the building. I mean, we have to be honest about it. Um, he went. He was a child actor. He goes to Alabama. He's a great high school quarterback. He had a very good rookie year. This is the first time maybe in his life he's losing a lot. Things aren't going his way. 
Uh, they called him McEnroe Jones at Alabama, so he's got a temper. So, you know, he grew up, you know, pretty good life and a lot of wins, a lot of support, a lot of momentum. Now he's not getting it. So, but I could make that same argument for Trevor Lawrence. His body language is great, but I appreciate Boomer Esiason saying this. It does matter. Quarterback is different. I've said for years, I don't care about the Wonderlick test, but I, I kind of do want to know the score if you're a quarterback. Like if it was eight or nine or ten, I'd be like, wow, cognitively, that's a hard position to play. You gotta you gotta memorize a lot. That's I don't love I don't love that number. So I they're they're everything I think as a quarterback counts. I think your body language counts. Uh what was your upbringing? Uh were you were you a spoiled brat? I mean, I I always said this. Zach Wilson reminded me of Johnny Manziel. Both grew up with lots of money. I didn't like it. I was not a fan of it. I like my quarterbacks. I like the fact that Aaron Rodgers had to go to a junior college and Tom Brady went to the sixth round and Russell Wilson told he ran too much and was too short and Dak went to the fourth round and Big Ben had to go to Ohio, Miami of Ohio. Matt Ryan didn't get a lot of great offers, had to go to BC. Phillip Rivers, NC State. If you go look at the history, not a lot of big USC quarterbacks crushing and Alabama quarterbacks crushing in the NFL. The guys that have are doubted, are mocked, fall in the draft, have a chip on their shoulder, do very well in this draft. Very few quarterbacks were number one in high school, number one in college, number one pick star. Peyton Manning's an outlier. You think it would be like that, right? Oh, he's the best high schooler, best college quarterback, number one pick. Very rarely happens. Matt Stafford's had a very good career, but he had to go to Detroit and go through that tunnel of losing. Most of you, there was a time in the NFL when there were no USC quarterbacks, no Alabama starting quarterbacks, and three from NC State. So is Mac a little spoiled? A lot of these Alabama quarterbacks, they don't get hit. I mean, they don't get sacked. They got number one, you know, they got two first round wide receivers, a first round left tackle, a first round running back, the best college football coach ever. You know, maybe that's part of it is this is the first distress he's really, really faced and he's not dealing with it well. I don't know, but I do appreciate Boomer and coming out and saying, yes, this stuff matters. Everything matters for quarterbacks. I don't give a rip. If, if, if my corner has had made mistakes or did this or did that, he's a corner. Shut your guy down. I, I'm not going to worry. Corners don't generally speak for a franchise. They don't call the plays. They're not a coach on the field. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Um, so I thought it was a great college football season. Um, but inevitably, <coughs> over the last 15, 20 years, we're back to how all college football seasons end. A dominant Southern program heavily favored to win the national championship. An SEC team loaded with talent. If you go to the last five national champions, 2017 Bama followed by Clemson, LSU, Bama, Georgia. Those teams, these are the first round picks those teams have. Five, six, five, three, four. This year's Georgia team is projected to have four. TCU has one. So when Jim Harbaugh's name is out there, I think Jim Harbaugh looks at this and sees the obvious stuff because he's losing a lot of those players he's recruiting to those schools. And when you're at a decided NFL athlete disadvantage in college, winning the Big Ten, putting the stake in the claim, Michigan runs the Big Ten, that's it. You leave head high. Michigan, 
since Harbaugh's got there to become the Michigan coach, has averaged one first-round pick a year. And they're a power in the North, the North where there's fewer great high school players. Penn State over eight years has averaged half a first-round pick. That's why I think Harbaugh's leaving, is that Jim looks at it. I wouldn't, but if he does, I get it. Brian Kelly, he just looks at those numbers. You got to have about five first-round players. And by the way, all those SEC teams, LSU, Georgia, Bama, they got another five that are sophomores. So they got 10 guys who will be first-rounders in a two-year period. Michigan will have two. An eight-pro disadvantage. Ohio State is the best northern program in the country. They also have to go to Texas, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, get some of their players. They average about two, two-and-a-half first-round picks. So when you hear about Jim Harbaugh, why would you leave, it's all numbers. Same reason Brian Kelly did. It's just data. If you really want to win a national championship, it is hard not to do it. Even the football factory Ohio State is. They've got one national championship in what, 17, 18, 19 years, 2014. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.